the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Maybe it's time to think about seceding. Uh, maybe not having Pennsylvania, you know, secede from the Union, which I don't think could happen because there are way too many liberals at either end of the state. But how about a county seceding from the state, or a few counties? Now, I'm speaking to you right now from uh, beautiful Washington County. What if Washington County were to petition, were to petition the, uh, the state of West Virginia to annex it? Annex, you know, A-N-N-E, exit. Uh, maybe Greene County could do the same thing. You know, to get away from all the big government liberals in Allegheny County and to get out from under the foot of His Excellency Tom Wolfe and uh, his aunt. Now, I know I saw a story not too long ago about portions of eastern Oregon voting to secede uh, from the state and become part of Idaho in order to get away from the Marxist insanity in the, in the western part of the state there. Sounded like a pretty good idea to me. I don't know where that idea is going right now. Well, anyway, there's a, a serious organization in Texas called the Texas, Texas Nationalist Movement. And legislation has been introduced in the state house to create a referendum on Texas seceding from the Union again. They did that once, you know. In our second half hour tonight, we will uh, have the president of the Texas Nationalist Movement here to talk about the popularity and feasibility of Texas becoming the Lone Star Country again. Meanwhile, here in Pennsylvania, restaurants and bars are still shut down. There seems to be a little bit of a movement against that, too. We've spent a couple of shows this week uh, uh, talking about people who have decided to defy the orders from His Excellency and Aunt Rachel. And today, the owner of a restaurant that's been around only for 81 years in Washington County released a video announcing that uh, his restaurant will be opening tomorrow at 11 o'clock in the morning. And on the video, he says he doesn't care if it results in him being led away in handcuffs. The name of the restaurant, by the way, is Angelo's. And when we come back, we'll have the uh, owner here to tell us why and how he plans to open. This needs to become a movement, and it appears... Uh, that one is starting to develop. We'll talk about that when we uh, come back with the owner of Angelo's. The science doesn't support restaurants and bars being shut down. Uh, California's been on a major lockdown for a while now, and cases are still going up. Florida's been open for a couple of months, and they don't have numbers that come close to California, or New York for that matter, which has also been uh, shut down for a long time. So if you live in Washington County, or even if you don't, try to make a reservation at Angelo's this weekend. I've also been told that the Copper Kettle Restaurant in Washington is open. So give them your business, too, and help them and all the other restaurants give the business to the idiot governor and his aunt. When we come back, we will talk to the latest rebel in the restaurant wars. Stick around. By now, you've heard me talk about my pillow and how it's literally changed my life. They won't go flat. You can wash and dry them as many times as you want. They maintain their shape. Made in the USA. For a limited time, Mike is offering his premium MyPillows for his lowest price ever. You can get a standard queen premium MyPillow for $29.98. Originally $69.98. That's a $40 savings. Kings are only $5 more. Not only are you getting the lowest price ever, $29.98 for a standard queen premium, but Mike is extending his 60-day money-back guarantee to March 1st, 2021. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener square and use promo code STAG. There you'll find not only this amazing offer, but also deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the Giza Dream bed sheets, the MyPillow mattress topper, and MyPillow towel sets. Or call 800-716-8087 and use promo code STAG. 
I love my family. They're funny, sweet, smart, even smell nice. But I hate holiday shopping for them. But ho, 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 not anymore. Because I discovered the perfect holiday gift for my entire family, Skechers. Skechers have affordable, comfortable shoes that will make checking off your gift list easy as pumpkin pie. The kids go crazy for them. They have shoes that light up and sparkle, shoes that slip on and off, shoes that look cool. Forget about toys this year. Skechers are just as fun and no assembly required. And they're not just for kids. Adults love them, too. They've got cozy slippers, comfy winter boots, sneakers for walking, running, outdoors, exercise, and all sorts of work footwear. Or if you're lucky enough to play golf, yep, Skechers has those, too. And they all have the exclusive fits and features your family will love. They've got relaxed fit, wide fit, stretch fit, arch fit, and even max cushioning that feels like you're walking on clouds. Plus, they come with Skechers' exclusive air-cooled memory foam for ultimate comfort. And the machine washable. So this year, give Skechers to everyone. Find them at a Skechers store, Skechers.com, or wherever stylish footwear is sold. We're all thinking a lot more about staying safe these days. Windows R Us Pittsburgh is no different. This is John Steigerwald. When it comes to working around your home, Windows R Us remains committed to the safety of you and your family. For roofs, gutters, and downspouts, siding, and, of course, windows, Windows R Us Pittsburgh can answer the call. With over 50 years of home remodeling experience, Windows R Us has earned its reputation as the area's premier exterior replacement company. And all work will be done in strict compliance with the government's social distancing guidelines. If you've had damage, you may be eligible for free repair or replacement. Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. You'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. From a company that will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty, why pay double? Trust the area's premier exterior replacement company. That's WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover, all for just three bucks plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3388. Enjoy. Warning, listening to this program may expose you to toxic masculinity. The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. If you're looking for a restaurant to eat in, as in, you know, sit at a table and eat a meal, try Angelo's in Washington, PA. Excellent Italian food, been in business for 81 years, an institution there. And open for business, by the way, starting tomorrow at 11 o'clock in the morning. The owner, Michael Palasacqua, uh, did a video to announce it uh, just uh, earlier today, and it went, I, I guess you could call it the local version of going viral. He joins us now. Michael, thanks for being here. Hi, John. Thank you very much. So um, what was it that made you tell the world, <laughs> including our state government, that you're opening up tomorrow? Well, first of all, know that... Uh we plan on doing this as safely as possible as we have been doing since uh, the right. beginning of this with masks, social distancing, sanitation, all of the all of the protocols uh, being followed to make sure that we don't make anyone sick. I would never open if I thought I was right. going to make my employees or anybody else sick. But uh, and we're, we have hundreds of thousands of employees in this business across the state who are out of job on the three busiest weeks of the year that we've been shut out of and uh, our employees can't manage this time frame with uh, no no money whatsoever in their pockets and I, I can't do that to mine I can't do that to my guests and my, my supporters and I just thought I'd stick my neck out and and, and uh, see what happens with due process in the courts as things progress well, you, you said that uh, on the video that you don't care if they come and take you away in handcuffs. Uh, what kind of reaction are you expecting? 
well, from, they, they not from the people, that. but from they, the state. Yeah, the, uh, the LCE and the Department of Agriculture will probably uh, send agents to do their to do their job, and that's most mostly understandable. And I mean, they'll be go from warnings to citations, I would imagine, all which will end up in a courtroom at 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 some point. So the a little bit of a, a joke about taking me away in handcuffs. They can't. They, nobody would well, really uh, consider that. So, I'm just. I'm just one of a lot of restaurants in in the area that are open. I just did it in a little uh, larger fashion with that YouTube video, which I thought would go to a few hundred people. So, it well, uh, went a little crazier than that. Well, you told me earlier today it was eighteen thousand. That was uh, this morning. So I'm guessing it's. More yeah, we're over now. 21 now. Yeah, that, that's uh, that's pretty good advertising. Um, you get to hit to reach 21,000 people. Uh, and on the video, you do some demonstrations to show how ridiculous some of the rules for restaurants are. You used your employees to kind of uh, act out what they what is expected of you and how stupid it is. Can you explain that? Well, well, simply, if the restaurant industry was was a super spreader as the governor's trying to lead on, we would all be closed because we wouldn't have any employees to show up in in our business. But one of the studies that they did and said it was an emphatic study, that there's multiple studies rather, is that if an infected person is sitting at a table, there's a 50% chance they would infect another person at that table, but there's a 75% probability that they would infect someone at the adjacent table six feet or seven feet away. Well, how do you do that without infecting the server, the manager, the bussers, the runner, anybody else who's traveling through those droplets in that in- infected area? So mm-hmm. if, if we're making someone at that table sick, we're making our employees sick. And when our employees can't come to work because they're sick, we shut down because we're not going to make anybody sick. And this is just not happening anywhere. It's just... I mean, I'm in touch with a lot of people, and like me, there there's zero cases of COVID associated, traced back to their, their restaurants. And in New York, they did a study, and it's 1.43%. The governor of New Jersey will not close indoor dining out because he said the statistics don't bear it's worth it. So we don't know why our governor continues to come after us, but he does. Well, how many, Michael, how many of your employees have tested positive for COVID-19 so far? Uh, two of them who are on vacation in the South, and I've made it very clear to everybody who's in my employ that I don't care if you wake up with a hangnail, you don't come right. to work, you know. Right. So, so, and that's been a very fervent uh, mantra since day one of this. Yeah, but, that, but they didn't, they didn't uh, contract the disease at work. No, no, they were on vacation, and they're not allowed. Yeah. Anybody who went on vacation for me this summer or left town or was at a gathering of any type had to take a COVID test before they were allowed to come back to work. Yeah, and, and, and you, uh, restaurants were doing that kind of stuff, and, and they still insist on shutting you down. They're, I mean, you did, you're, doing, you're actually going beyond what they probably require you to do. And they're still letting you be the, the scapegoat for everything by saying that it's your fault, not you personally, but restaurants and bars. That's, that's what's doing it. That's what's killing everybody. It's, well, it's insane. It's, 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 even, it's even more than that. We have the Restaurant and Lodging Association has repeatedly told the governor that you have to give us some notice before you do this because we order food on Mondays and Tuesdays. We get our deliveries in Wednesdays and Thursdays. And on Friday and Saturdays, we have the highest amount of inventory that we're going to have. Well, he knows this. He's known it for a long time, yet this past time he gave us 36 hours. He announced it on Thursday, and we had to close Friday night. He couldn't even give us till Monday. I mean, he's not been reasonable with us in any way, shape, or form, and we don't understand what we've done to make this guy think we're such monsters, but we're not. Well, have you been trying to make, the, make a go of it with takeout and delivery, uh, and, and how does that work for you? Uh, I've got a 200-seat restaurant. I, I, there's no way I'm going to make it on 25, 30 takeout orders a day. I've got a, a break-even number that's considerably higher than the amount of sales that I would do in a week with even robust takeout. I do the takeout for one reason only, to keep my employees working and to take care of the guests who choose to order our food. But without indoor dining, my employees are going to die. 
I I will uh, re, re, re you know I won't I won't last a lot longer either. I'm financially okay right now, but we also believe that this is not going to be three weeks. We believe this is going to be six weeks, nine weeks, go maybe oh, yeah. even beyond Valentine's Day. So it's it's a uh, it's it's a scary time. We're talking to Michael Palasacqua. He's the um, the owner of uh, Angelo's Restaurant in Washington, PA. 81 years, Michael. Uh, your grandfather started it, and so you've been in it your entire life. My grandfather to my father to uh, me. I did a, a brief stint. Uh, I went to college at Kent State University and ended up being a Kent State University police officer for six years. And one day my dad called me told me about my aunt, called my aunt and uncle out and that I want to come home and get in the restaurant business, and that was 39 years ago. Wow, I didn't know you were caught. You were caught for a while there Yeah, Kent State. Uh, Yes, I, I was when I was at school with your brother. Yeah, and I was. I went to Kent State. I remember that police force up there. They they didn't mess around. No, um, we were we were nice. We were nice guys. But I mean, so that just I mean, it's against my character in general to be a lawbreaker. I hear you. Yeah, good but point. But I can't. I just can't. It's just just telling too many people what he's doing, and there's just no the the stats don't add up. It's just so wrong. What kind of a crowd are you expecting tomorrow? You're opening at eleven. I've got more than 220 people in my reservation book for tomorrow. <laughs> That's great. Now, are you going to be opening to full capacity, or we're going to go with the 50 or whatever they're throwing uh, out? I'm, I'm, going, I'm following all the CDC guidelines. We're going to be we're going to be socially distanced. We're going to be masked. Our guests are going to be asked to wear masks in and out of the uh -huh. building and to go to the bathroom. We're going to be sanitizing. We're cleaning daily and and a lot. We're we are, we are going over and above, and we will not violate any of the CDC uh, guidelines. We, our job is to keep people safe, and that's what we're going to do. Now, you told me earlier today when we spoke that uh, you have spoken to Eric Winter. Uh, people who were listening to the show here, I think it was Tuesday night, might remember that name. He's the attorney we had on um, who is representing other restaurants, including uh, Slice of Sicily down in Palmyra, PA. Uh, and you called him. What is he advising you to do? Well, I, my, my actual phone meeting with him is on Monday. I've retained oh. him through uh, you know, a formal payment yeah. through the, the computer, but he sent out a lot of, uh, of, of guidelines, and, and he, he believes that this is a, an overreach that legislatively the Liquor Control Board and legislatively the Department of Agriculture does not have the power to enforce mandates uh, on us as, as the governor would wish, that anything in their system has to be in, in, the, in the law itself. And, and shutting people down or citing people or for minor you know, infringements of what they consider the COVID regulations, he believes, are illegal. Yeah, so... Uh, and. Have you heard from other people after you since you've done your video uh, that uh, that they are going to open because of what you did, or at least maybe this they've just decided well, to communicate I, I with you and say we're several, doing it I've heard from several local restaurants who said they stayed open and never closed; they just did it quietly. Mm -hmm. uh, six to eight other people have opened in in not only in southwestern Pennsylvania but some other restaurant tours I know. Uh, from across the state because I was involved, I've been involved for 25 years with the Pennsylvania Restaurant and Lodging Association. I was a state president in 2003, and I've been real familiar with a lot of a lot of people. So I'm in touch with a lot of people. And the my Facebook has blown up, my text messages and has blown up. I have been uh, I'm almost hoarse from talking to so many people today and receiving so much support. And getting some giving encouragement to other people to to do this so that we have we have the power of the numbers because uh, obviously the majority of the public is on our side now. Yeah, Eric and Eric Winter, um, uh, he is uh, signing up a lot of people, isn't he? The, the, the attorney. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think business is good for Mr. Winter. So he's so. This is this would qualify at least uh, as the beginning of a, a, what seems to be a movement here. That uh, I don't see this slowing down. I I, it, I would be surprised if the numbers didn't uh, just 
increase exponentially when people when the word gets out that restaurants are just saying the hell with it, we're opening. Well, the, the movement started a few months ago, a little bit slowly, but when you shut down restaurants on their three busiest weeks of the year, you're going to have a problem. Yeah, and you're going to have a, was... and, and you're going to have a problem with the owners, and you're going to have a problem with the employees, and you're going to have a problem with all the people who support them because it's it is it is uh, it's just it's it, it's just not right. No, I'm not in the restaurant business, but it's pretty obvious that why this would be a, a really tough time to be shut down. But it's not just people like to go out to eat. I would imagine you have had to cancel a lot of reservations for Christmas parties, you know, business companies having their, their company Christmas party with large groups. I mean, we're talking. I'm guessing you're talking about being out a lot of money by being shut down for these three weeks. Well, let's let's go back to being closed for two and a half months, then fifty yeah. percent, then twenty five percent, then fifty percent, then closed again, then trying to comply with, uh, uh, you know, uh, single use menus, spending tons of money on renting tents, uh, any anything that we could do to try to make up up for it. I have private dining available for up to 60 people. I lost mm-hmm. everything. I lost 10 wedding caterings this past summer that got, that got canceled off, off premise catering jobs. Cause I cater as, as well. Wow. My, my Christmas season from every year from December 5th or December 6th until December 29th, my party rooms are all booked in the daytime and the nighttime. I've, and, and then add to that, we haven't been able to seat anybody at a bar for the last three months. We, my, my, my sales alone from this year to last year are down $750,000 and increasing every day. Wow. Now, and here's the thing. Um, that, it's, not, it, it's tough for you as the owner, but uh, those, all those waitresses and, uh, uh, who, who work those events, they didn't make their money either. And, and I'm guessing at a Christmas party, a waitress or a waiter gets a pretty good tip. They're, John, they're, they're all out of work. They're, the rest, let's face it, the vast majority of people in the restaurant industry are, are, are hand-to-mouth. They're, just, they're, special, they're a very special breed of, of human being. Loving, yeah. giving, caring, like to wait on people. They're social. They're, they're, they're givers, you know. They're not takers. They're, 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 they're givers. So they, they're going to lose the only the three weeks of the year that's that's going to pay their their pay their bills and the place that they get ahead and a little bit and they're not even going to get ahead this year they're going to try to catch up from yeah. everything they lost and then on top of it even when the ones that got unemployment and got and got stimulus money none of them put any of it aside for taxes and then they're going to go three to four, five, six weeks with, without any work because this is not going to be over on January 4th, let me tell you that. And then, and then they're going to get, go to H&R Block and get their taxes done and realize they owe a couple thousand bucks to the governor and they haven't had any money for six weeks. This is, it's, just, it's, 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 it's life-threatening in some regards. It's psychologically, it's, 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 it's depressing. It's, it's a... It's a huge issue on top of all the other issues that are going on out there. Well, uh, we're talking to Michael Palasacqua. Of, uh, he owns Angelo's Restaurant in Washington. They'll be open tomorrow at 11 o'clock in the morning. Uh, real quick before we go, i got about a minute or so left. Uh, I, I wanted to get to this. You held up a picture of Costco. I think it was Costco. Tar- Target, your... and, and Target, oh, Target and Cranberry. Okay, a Target. But uh, explain what was in the picture and why you thought it was important to use that on your video. A friend of mine sent me a picture of a Target store in Cranberry on Saturday afternoon, and it's taken down a long aisle towards the cashier, and there had to be 50 to 75 people, well, I'll say 50 people in line from one end of the store, shoulder to shoulder, bumper to bumper, and then the aisle was open with people walking through there, and there had to be 30 to 40 people in there, and... And, you know, you had to be, there had to be people in that store with masks down below their nose or not masks sure. on. And all it would have taken is one infected person to sneeze walking down that aisle, and they could have, they could have uh, hit multiple people with it. And, and, and the store wasn't following COVID protocols, obviously. And uh, it's, it's, <laughs> it's more, way more dangerous than sitting in my restaurant. Right. They're open. You're closed. Hey, Michael, I'm out of time. Uh, it's uh, 
Angelo's or any other restaurant you fear is open, go to it and eat this weekend. Angelo's in Washington. Uh, good luck with it, Michael. And I don't think you'll be going out in handcuffs, but I hope they leave you alone. Thanks. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you, John Staggerwald. Merry Christmas. The same to you, and we'll be right back. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Negotiations over a $900 billion coronavirus relief bill are continuing. The package being negotiated by leadership includes two separate parts. A roughly $900 billion deal on long-stalled coronavirus relief and a separate $1.4 trillion deal to fund the government. A large swath of the Northeast is blanketed in snow by the first major storm of the season. The snow caused poor road conditions in many states. Two deaths have been linked to the storm. The good news, the snowfall ends today as it moves off the eastern seaboard. The number of newly issued permits to build new housing rose 6.2% in November. Stocks rose on Wall Street, reaching more record highs today. The Dow gained 148 points, the Nasdaq up 106, and the S&P 500 picked up 21. This is SRN News. I'm Dr. Baker, an ER physician. If you're having leg pain, swelling, or redness, but haven't talked to your doctor yet, don't wait. This could be deep vein thrombosis, a blood clot which could travel to your lungs and lead to a pulmonary embolism, which could cause chest pain or discomfort or difficulty breathing and be deadly. Your symptoms could mean something serious, so don't wait. Talk to a doctor right away by phone, online, or in person. Brought to you by Bristol-Myers Squibb and Pfizer. Hi, I'm Karen, owner of Lone Star Transfer. If you are a timeshare owner, getting out is probably a top priority. And now that the annual maintenance fees are right around the corner, this ongoing burden and expense is at the top of your list. Let us do for you what we have done for thousands of others. Our process is done legally, ethically, and quickly. Don't let another day go by with maintenance fees taking your hard-earned money. Give us a call for a no-obligation consultation at 844-284-4863 or online at LoneStarTransfer.com. Larry Elder wants the Democrats to look in the mirror. The reaction that the Republicans have given so far this election would be tame compared to the reaction the Democrats would be giving if the shoe were on the other foot, and you know it. You're telling me the Democrats would be saying, well, you know, these kinds of things happen. There's no evidence of any kind of widespread voter fraud, so we're just going to let it go and let Donald Trump win the election. Are you kidding me? There'd be blood in the streets. The Larry Elder Show, weeknights at 7 on AM 1250. The answer. 25 years ago, the Allegheny Institute for Public Policy was founded. Its research, education, and outreach have steadfastly defended taxpayers and businesses against the burdensome taxation, inefficiency, and intrusiveness of ever-expanding government. Isn't it time for you to join the cause? Make your tax-deductible donation at AlleghenyInstitute.org, where we've been challenging conventional public policy wisdom since 1995. That's AlleghenyInstitute.org. I'm Dr. Baker, an ER physician. If you're having leg pain, swelling, or redness, but haven't talked to your doctor yet, don't wait. This could be deep vein thrombosis, a blood clot which could travel to your lungs and lead to a pulmonary embolism, which could cause chest pain or discomfort or difficulty breathing and be deadly. Your symptoms could mean something serious, so don't wait. Talk to a doctor right away by phone, online, or in person. Brought to you by Bristol-Myers Squibb and Pfizer. This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman. Writing an estate plan is one thing. Having the experience to administer the estate is something else. At Abernathy and Hagerman, estate administration isn't a side job. It's what we do. You have the same goals we all do. To protect your assets, to minimize taxes, and ensure your inheritance gets to the ones that you love. How you get there, that's specific to you. So let's talk. Hagerman Law legal help that lasts a lifetime visit a-h.law am 1250 and fm 92.5 the answer division of salem media group listen on the answer mobile app smart speakers tune in iheart or radio.com stuck in traffic we've got the answer 
Seeing pretty good conditions at the moment along the parkway east and west. South side, look for construction. 14th Street between East Carson Street and Bingham Street shut down, but it is about to reopen. Also, work finishing up on 10th Street between Carson Street and Bingham Street. Or in the Eldora area, northbound at 906 accident near Ontario Street. Accident just cleared in Plum Greensburg Road at Drennan Road. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, the answer. Weather. We'll see plenty of clouds tonight with a couple of flurries. Slushy areas and standing water will freeze, so take extra precaution as you head out and about tonight. We'll see a low of 28. Rather cloudy tomorrow. Watch for icy spots. The high 34. Partly cloudy tomorrow night with a low of 24. Saturday, we'll start the weekend off with cloudy skies. Watch for icy spots. The high 38. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Now, have you ever thought about secession when you've seen the federal government having too much influence on your life or when you've seen enough of all the idiots in Washington on both sides? Uh, Pennsylvania could never do it. Too many liberals on both ends of the state. But how about Texas? There's a movement building there right now. It's called Texit or the Texas National Mo- Nationalist Movement. Daniel Miller is the president of that uh, movement, and he joins us now. Daniel, thanks for being here. Hey, John. Thanks for the invitation. So how serious are you guys down there? Uh, we're about as serious as you possibly can get on this issue. You know, I mean, you know, let, let me just kind of roll it back for the listeners out there and uh, kind of back to 2005 when the Texas Nationalist Movement started. Uh, this mm-hmm. issue was polling in single digits of support. And, uh, you know, since then, 2009, we saw a poll with about half of Republicans, about 40% of independents and 15% of Democrats. 2014, we saw a majority of Republicans right at a majority of independents and 35% of Democrats in support of this. Uh, we have seen this enter, enter the mainstream political discussion for years now. And it looks like uh, Texans may finally get our vote on this issue in this upcoming legislative session. Yeah, there's a legislation uh, has been introduced uh, in the in the Texas legislature, uh, the Texas Independence Referendum Act. What's that all about? Yeah, State Representative uh, Kyle Biederman uh, actually uh, announced last week that he intends to file a piece of legislation that our organization has been working on for a very long time. But uh, you know, your listeners may be aware of of the Brexit vote that happened a few years back. It's a very similar yep. piece of legislation. Essentially, what it will do is it will uh, set a vote for November of 2021 if it passes through the legislature, where Texans will get an opportunity to go to the polls and answer a yes/no question about whether Texas should reassert its status as an independent nation. And if that uh, referendum were held tomorrow, what do you think the results would be? Well, we absolutely win. You know, our organization has been so? polling this issue internally. Uh, oh, yeah, we've been we've been polling this issue, and of course, we've been working this uh, just as a, a as a, any political advocacy organization would since two thousand five. Uh, you know, we we feel very confident that we would win a referendum on this issue. Otherwise, we wouldn't be pushing so hard for it. Here's what it. Uh, here's this is from your website, and we're talking to uh, Daniel Miller. He's the president of the Texas Nationalist Movement, talking about seceding from the union. This is from your website. Uh, the relationship between Texas and the federal union has become untenable, unsustainable, and unfixable. Texans are tired of living under 180,000 pages of federal laws, rules, and regulations administered by 440 separate agencies and 2.5 million unelected bureaucrats. How long uh, would you say it's been untenable there, uh, Daniel? Well, it's been it's been a long time. You know, it's Texas overpays an average of about one hundred and three to one hundred and sixty billion dollars a year into the federal system. Right. That's money we never see again. That's like a Hurricane Harvey hitting our shores every nine months. Uh, but it's it's more than the economic aspects of it, right? I mean, we can make the the economic argument till the cows come home. But the fact of the matter is, is that I think that regardless of what state we're in, I think we all can sense that there's something not right about the relationship that we have, and that nexus uh, of the imbalance of the relationship is Washington D.C. Now, some people will listen to that and they'll say, "Well, why don't we just fix Washington D.C.?" And my counter is, 
haven't we really been trying that for the last 70 plus years? And what ounce of reform have we had in the federal system? I mean, we can't even get a federal government that can balance its own budget. I mean, we have a federal system that mistreats our veterans in the medical system that has, uh, you know, the efficiency of, of the postal service that can't make up its mind whether it wants an open border or a closed border. It has a, you know, an immigration system that's Byzantine at best. Uh, we're overtaxed. We're overworked to pay for the salaries of these two and a half million unelected bureaucrats. We all know something's wrong, and it's time that we had an adult conversation about how we're going to uh, operate, um, you know, govern between the states. And that starts with real frank discussions and actual votes on states reasserting their status as independent nations. You know, how many states, other states could make that same statement that I just read, that the relationship has become untenable, unsustainable, and unfixable? I, I mean, I know a lot of people here in Pennsylvania who would agree with that, uh, but that, you know, going from that to saying let's secede from the union is a pretty big step. Well, th this is what I encourage everyone to do is, is pull out a globe. I hope everyone remembers those. You know, they were in every schoolroom. <laughs> yeah. spin, spin the globe and put your finger on it and realize that no matter where you put your finger, you're putting it on a self-governing, independent nation, right? Those people can govern themselves. They trade with one another. They, in many instances, participate in mutual defense pacts. They do all the things that we all envision that we enjoy under the Constitution that are somehow unique to our relationship with the federal government. And that's not just the case. You know, if you look from an economic standpoint at virtually every state in the union, you realize that economically, if those states were independent nations, that there would be, you know, dozens, if not hundred, you know, a hundred plus other countries that are self-governing, that are less economically uh, self-sufficient or self-sustaining than the states in the union if they were independent nations. You know, Texas, as it stands right now, has the ninth or tenth largest GDP uh, in the world, and that's, that's pretty exciting. But I think it's also exciting to realize that other states in the union also have economies and, and resources and, and all of the things that, that we think about for independent nations they have all of those things, and, and more so than many self-governing independent nations around the world. So I think people might be asking, so what happens if the, if the Russians invade or the, or, the, or the communist Chinese are on the march, and uh, you, where's your military? Who, who protects the people of Texas in that situation? Well, look, let's, let's get real. Texas is not going to get invaded by Russia, nor are we going to yeah, get right. invaded I mean, I'm by China. I'm exaggerating, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I know. And and look, most people don't realize this, but Texas has uh, the, the start of its own military. We actually have a branch in our government, an agency called the Texas Military Department. Uh, so we have the foundation for a national defense. Uh, you know, we have it literally is a three branch military that most people outside of Texas don't even realize that we have. Uh, but, you know, if we were to, you know, Texas as an independent nation, if we were planning out uh, how we would handle our national defense and defense spending, it's pretty easy. There's examples all around the world. The, the average spend for military expenditure is somewhere between 2% and 4% of GDP. I think 2% is kind of the NATO average or the floor, um, you know, the standard for NATO countries. But if Texas were to follow that guideline of the 2 to 4%, we would have, I think it's the fifth most well-funded national defense in the world. So, you know, we, but we can't think about it in, in those terms other than to say that, you know, we don't operate in a vacuum. Uh, if China comes to invade Texas, they got to go through California first. Right. <laughs> if Russia invades, they got to go through your backyard first. So, right. uh, you know, nations come together and defend one another all the time. And that doesn't mean that they have to be part of an absolute political and economic union. Well, a few states, including Texas, uh, tried this 160 years ago. Didn't work out too well. What what uh, makes you think it could work this time? And would it would it have to be would it be peaceful or would it or would you be ready to have it be not peaceful? No, look, it's, it's absolutely peaceful. You know, the beautiful part about waking up this morning, John, was when we looked at the calendar and it said, uh, it said that we were in the 21st century and not the 19th century. Uh, you know, there, there is a, a tendency from the opposition to want to kind of 
live as Civil War cosplayers, uh-huh. and they forget that history kept ticking along after the Civil War. You know, at the end of World War II, there were 54 recognized countries around the world, and by the end of the 20th century, there were 192. You know, just because uh, you know there, there was a there was a dust up in the 19th century doesn't mean that that's the way the world works now, uh, nor does it mean that that's the way this country works. And, and I want to challenge you to this. You know, everyone out there who thinks that this is a replay of the Civil War, I want you to understand that the United States federal government has sent our grandfathers and fathers and our sons and our daughters around the world to fight and in some instances die for the right of self-determination for people uh, in other countries all around the world. So how hypocritical is it to say that we will send our sons and daughters to fight and die for the self-determination of other people, but here uh, on, in North America, that's just a bridge too far. Well, what does the Texas Constitution say that that uh, makes you think that uh, this would this, you could you could pull this off illegally under Texas law? Yeah, it's it's pretty straightforward. Article one, section one of the Texas Constitution has what is essentially a trigger. Um, it it says that the perpetuity of the union depends on the right of local self government unimpaired to all the states. Right, so. Uh, you know, the, the case can definitely be made that the right of local self-government has been impaired to Texas and, and to many other states. But Article One, Section 2 uh, of our Constitution has existed in every Constitution that Texas has had and, and sounds very Jeffersonian uh, in its declaration when it says that all political power is inherent in the people and all free governments are founded on their authority and instituted for their benefit and the people have, at all times, the inalienable right to alter, reform, or abolish their form of government in such manner as they may think expedient. So ultimately what that says is that this is a, a question of political will. You know, this is a political question and not a judicial question. This is one that must be put to the people of Texas, and we intend to do that in a referendum, which we will then go on and win. Yeah, now, um, I... I I know Texas is different from a lot of other states, and um, I, I just had a quick example. I I lived in West Virginia for a little while. I was working for a minor league baseball team, and and, and I, one of the things I noticed that differs from from that in Pennsylvania, even though it's right next door, is that there were people there who they wore uh, ties with the state of West Virginia on them. Uh, I can remember one guy saying to another, "He's a good West Virginian." I think that I, I can I can imagine people saying that someone is a good Texan. I can just tell you that you don't hear anybody walking around saying, you know, Charlie, he's a good Pennsylvanian. It's just not it's just not the same thing. There's not that pride and that that feeling of of uh, that that goes with some other states. Do you, you understand what I'm saying? Oh, and, and right, I think look, Texas I has that in a big way. I mean, uh, look, I can go to the store here and buy a Texas shaped waffle waffle iron. I mean, you know, it's just. It, it yeah, is that, yeah. that level of pride. But, you know, the, the thing to bear in mind is that it, it may be time for, for places that are not Texas and, you know, West Virginia and some of these others to, to begin to think in those terms, to say, look, mm-hmm. you know, if I have a choice between whether the people of Pennsylvania govern Pennsylvania or the people of California and Texas and all these other states, which one are you going to choose, right? Self-government is the best government. And, and so just like we're bristling at having to deal with these unelected bureaucrats and having our decisions made by people that don't have to live with them, every state, including Pennsylvania, should be having that conversation. Maybe the pride flows from that when you start having that conversation. Yeah. Well, I can tell you right now, uh, Daniel, that uh, you would have a tough time selling in a waffle iron <laughs> in the shape of the state of Pennsylvania. I can definitely <laughs> see one in the state of Texas, though. Because you make waffles well, look, that I, look like Texas. Um, look, I've messed but, up some pancakes before in the shape of Pennsylvania, so it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Now I got a couple minutes left. Uh, what about geography? You guys are in a spot where you are somewhat isolated because you have a border on your, you know, a southern border that's not the United States. Uh, some place like, you know, if if uh, if Kansas wanted to do it, there'd be a, bit, a little bit more of a problem, wouldn't there? Not necessarily. I mean, there are landlocked countries all around the world that are self-governing independent nation states, right? Mm-hmm. There's, there, is no, there is no real set criteria for you must have these things 
to be able to enjoy the right of self-government. It just, it's not there. You know, every place, every, you know, is going to be uh, impacted by their geography. But I mean, again, spin a map and look, uh, there are landlocked countries, small countries, small populations. I mean, think about the country of Iceland. It has a population of just north of 300,000 people, but yet it is a, a self governing place. I mean, they elect their own people, they make their own laws, they have their own military and defense, and they get along just fine. And you'll find examples of that all around the world, 195 of those, as a matter of fact. Real quick, what happens when this, if, if this happens? Does it start with a, a declaration of independence? How does it ha- What's the first thing that happens after the referendum? Yeah, after the referendum, you know, we have a, a lot of work to do. Uh, the first thing that will have to happen is we'll have to have a legislative committee that addresses constitutional issues, statutory issues, things of that nature that will align Texas as a, an independent self-governing nation state. Uh, there are certain international multilateral treaties, international covenants that we'll want to sign on to. And uh, in addition to that, the negotiation process begins with the federal government. There are some issues with which we are intertwined that we're going to have to contend with, uh, very similar to the way that the U.K. has had to negotiate with the EU on certain mm-hmm. issues like you know fisheries and, and trade and things of that, that nature. Um, and, you know, we'll come to the table. We'll have those hard discussions. But frankly, when it comes to this relationship between Texas and the federal government, we're kind of in the catbird seat. Well, uh, I'm out of time, but I'm going to tell you right now, Daniel, uh, if the if I were in Texas, I'd vote yes. <laughs> I, just, I just think I would. <laughs> Daniel Miller. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it, John. Okay, that's Daniel Miller of the Texas Nationalist Movement. We'll be right back. which is even worse than being poor. From poor to CEO, the incredible journey of Herman Cain. My American dream entailed working hard and making $20,000 a year. But I surpassed that goal and became a corporate CEO. The story of one man's amazing journey from a poor, undereducated family to the highest levels of corporate, social, and political America. I didn't have to be taught work ethic. I saw it firsthand, and it had a big impression on me. From poor to CEO, the amazing true story of the American dream that will inspire and motivate you and your family to live your best life. We'll all be able to say, free at last! See the movie, From Poor to CEO, The Incredible Journey of Herman Cain. Available at SalemNow.com. Use promo code Pittsburgh for 20% off. That's SalemNow.com, promo code Pittsburgh. For those of us who are healthy, it's hard to imagine what it's like to be chronically sick. If you're over 50, you may be fine today, but tomorrow, different story. Chronic illness can literally claim your financial world overnight. Suddenly, you're tens of thousands of dollars in debt, mailbox overflowing with bills, notifications, warnings, And you think Obamacare is going to help you out? Good luck getting someone even to talk to. This is John Steigerwald, and my friends at Marley Financial have a better solution. It's their non-Obamacare pro-life health plan. It gives you the power of a national PPO savings of 30 to 60% off Obamacare for those over 50. No funding for abortion and always someone to help you. Call 724-884-1496. One client was in the hospital for 11 days for a bowel obstruction. Hospital billed him over $56,000. Marley Financial's non-Obamacare plan paid the entire claim and put $7,000 in his pocket. There's no other plan like it anywhere, and you can get it now. Call 724-884-1496 or visit MarleyFG.com. The holidays will be different this year. Also different is the way you have been and will be doing business. Adapting to the changes hasn't been easy, but never more important to succeed. Many of the digital resources available have helped overcome obstacles your business is facing, but are you using the full potential of every one of them? That's where Salem Surround can help. Your business needs to use digital tools more than ever to stay in touch with customers who are still making buying decisions this year and for next. Will they consider or even know about you? 
The marketing team at Salem Surround gives you the tools needed to stand out and be visible to current and potential customers online right now looking for what you do. We'll design a plan that targets and surrounds customers with proven marketing strategies. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your marketing plan and see how we can help place your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. Trading involves financial risk and is not suitable for all investors. Past results do not guarantee future performance. Stock market have you nervous with all the massive fluctuations? With the hope for a COVID vaccine on the rise, shifting political landscape, and the election at an end, it's virtually impossible to guess what will happen next. With Vantage Point, you don't have to. Text MONEY to 411411 to find out how our technology can forecast market trends up to three days in advance with incredible accuracy. Text MONEY to 411411 to get what you need to stay ahead of market trends and find explosive moves before they happen. Vantage Point's patented technology analyzes huge quantities of global data in seconds. Stop guessing. Start predicting trends 72 hours in advance. Text MONEY to 411411 and experience Vantage Point for free. Text MONEY to 411411 so you can protect and grow your capital now. Don't wait. Text MONEY to 411411. Go to vantagepointsoftware.com for terms, conditions, and privacy policy this is the john steigerwald show on am 1250 the answer i don't know about you but i didn't uh, find myself disagreeing with anything that daniel miller said i mean i don't know if i've become that radical but this guy's talking about texas seceding from the union now i don't know if i would feel the same way if uh, donald trump had been reelected and and uh the Republicans had taken over the House and kept the Senate. Um, I might have felt a little bit differently about it, but if uh, if the big the big guy is going to get uh, is, is going to actually become the president of the United States, in which uh, and in which case he will last about a I don't know a week and a half before Kamala Harris takes over. Um, and if the and if the two idiots in Georgia uh, win and give the Democrats the control of the Senate, um, uh, this uh, the, and, and if they then succeed in getting what they promise that they're going to try to get, why would anybody not want to secede? Because it's not the United States anymore. So um, if I were in Texas, as I told him at the end of that interview, if I were in Texas and that referendum uh, were uh, tomorrow, I think I'd vote yes. Uh, does that make me a wild man? I, should I be investigated for sedition? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I didn't disagree with anything he said. Check it out. Daniel Miller at the Texas Nationalist Movement. I'll talk to you on, well, tomorrow. Talk to you tomorrow. Thanks. Bye. The John Steigerwald Show is a production of the Answer Pittsburgh and Salem Media Group.